Welcome to the Debbie Big Board, part of the Rookie Big Board Network. I'm your host, Skip Newton, and with me is my co-host, Matt Cooper. Matt, we took a week off. How was your week? My week was great, but more importantly, how was your vacation, man? It was fantastic. You know, Boston, never been there before. An amazing city. I just, I, I loved it. I had this, this preconceived notion that it was a big city and it's it's not that big and i i really fell fell in love with it and i i got to to meet my former podcast co-host brian chicochis in person you know i only met him over over podcasts and text messages and stuff so that was awesome my wife and i had a fantastic anniversary everything that we planned just worked out really well you know found great food and and met some fun people it was it was it was an awesome experience. I we are definitely going to go back. That is for sure. That's awesome, man. I'm happy for you, and I'll definitely have to get Boston on my list of places to check out. It's it's definitely one of the places I've never been before. So, yeah, for sure. And there there was a lot of good stuff on TripAdvisor. So really really glad glad to do that. And man, there's just so much out on that East Coast in that area that that I've never been to. It's like all right, now I'm kind of getting hooked a little bit. I want to I want to go visit more. And then down in you know, down the coast where, where you're at. I've never Come been to North me, or South Carolina, man. It's, it'd be I'll awesome. I'll put you up in a guest bed. Come on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On today's show, we are discussing round three of our mock draft that includes the 2022 and 2023 draft classes, as well as all Debbie prospects. But before we get into today's show, I want to talk about the ridiculous value of being a rookie big board patron. Rookie big board patrons have access to the Dynasty Plus Debbie big board and consensus crew rankings, the 2024 rookie big board. 2023 seasonal projections and full access to the RBB discord. You can join our growing community at patreon.com slash rookie big board for just $5 a month or save 15% with an annual subscription that is cheaper than upgrading to priority boarding when flying on sun country as a family of four. So <laughs> very cheap. You guys need to need to get on that. And also, you can now try the Rookie Big Board for free. Click the link in the episode description to join the free version of our Discord. Get trade help, roster advice, and chop it up with our community of over 250 fantasy football sickos. And I can say this from personal experience. I'm sure you're right there with me. I, I love our, our Discord. It's it's fun. There's some, mm-hmm. there's some good people in there. They, you know, we... We laugh it up a bit. We talk fantasy football. It's it's a, it's a fun group. It's good times. Absolutely. What's up, guys? Dwight, you're here. What's up? Yeah, my camera, my camera is broke, man. I don't know what happened to it. Just all of a sudden, stopped working. One. What time do you mean that, that animal looks just like you? It does, doesn't it? It's kind of a resemblance. <laughs> How you guys doing, man? We're good. We I, I saw your name pop up. I'm like, all right. What what is going on here? <laughs> Just thought I'd pop in and see what you guys are doing. Good to I hear your voice, man. Doing anything? We are doing uh, a mock draft that I hear you guys did last year. That was uh, the rookies, the sophomores, and the Debbie players. Oh, that's fun, man! It's good, good exercise. So we're in round three right now. Okay, sweet. But, uh, Just want to say hey. Yeah. Well, <laughs> All right. Well, hey. it's I'll admit I, I miss you, man. It's good to hear your voice. It is yeah, good to getting, hear your voice, man. Getting ready for the expo, so it's kind of you know, like Regular everybody. Season, you gonna jump back in with us, man? 
yeah, I might soon. I don't know. I I'd kind of thought about retiring there for a little while, but <laughs> every once in a while I get the itch to do it again. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think that retirement stuff is for the birds, man. Come on. You, you got to get back <laughs> into us. You're, we're a lot of fun. You're a lot of fun. Let's do this. Yeah. It, it's funny. They, they call me the voice of reason on podcasts. I'm like, really me? No, I'm not. So I, I don't know. They were talking about that in the campus Canton feed. I'm a voice of reason. I'm like, I, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm too optimistic about every player. Well, with those guys, every, that's probably true. Every player is going <laughs> to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, you're an optimist. You're a nice guy. There's nothing to apologize for there. Definitely. All right. Well, let's hey, you guys get um, back. Huh? Yeah. No, I was, I was going to say something to skip. Thank you for popping in and saying hello, Dwight. Yeah, I always see I see the lake come up and I'm like, gosh darn it. You know, usually I'm pretty busy. But tonight we're all just kind of chilling out and I got a broken nice. lawnmower again, so I can't mow my yard. So it's kinda just kind of sitting around doing nothing, which is good because I'm probably gonna be toast after this weekend. So yeah. Um yeah. Well enjoy enjoy your free evening, man. All right. Take care, guys. Keep yeah, you too. Working. Have fun at the uh, expo. Bye. So as we get into the mock draft again, let's do a quick recap of what was taken the first two rounds. We had five quarterbacks, two of those Debbie, eight running backs, four of those Debbie, which matches up with the fact that I think we talked about we each had four guys in our, our tier one of Debbie, nine wide receivers, just one Debbie. And that speaks to how great Marvin Harrison Jr. is as a prospect, but also the fact that the last two classes of wide receivers has been really strong and they, and they've performed well already. So, you know, eight guys out of that group and then just two tight ends. Of course, the, the top one this season, I took Dalton Kincaid and then you came right back with Brock Bowers, the, the number one Debbie mm-hmm. prospect. So let's get into round three and you are going to kick us off, Matt. Who do you have? So I took a guy that, uh, Maybe others wouldn't have taken this high. I don't know. His stock is down pretty bad. I took Jamison Williams, and I understand why his stock is down. I'm as much as I would love to continue to be a truther. I've got my question marks myself now. I will say, from a pure tape grade, prospect grade, he was my number one, my number two wide receiver in last year's class behind Garrett Wilson. So I was pretty high on him. And just his upside with his elite speed to combine with, I think he's a really good route runner at all three levels of the field and can just create separation, dangerous after the catch. So I love him as a prospect. A year and a half of nothing is not how you want to start an NFL career. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm concerned. And uh, and there's definitely reason why some of these other guys that went later um, – might should have gone ahead of him. But for me, J-Mo is just a guy that I want to believe in. I want to see him succeed. He's got the first-round draft capital. So I think, you know, whenever he, his suspension's over, I think he will get on the field and and hopefully have a big end of the year. And, uh, you know, it's dynasty. you got to think long-term. This is a rocky start, but hopefully by the end of the year, it'll look like, wow, this was a huge value. Yeah, and I think that's that's the key part here is if you liked Jamison Williams, you know, as a rookie, he gets the first round draft capital, like you said, then there's really no reason to not like him right now. I mean, yeah, he was hurt last season, but we knew that going in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he tore his ACL in in the championship game, 
So that was expected. We, we kind of knew he wasn't going to play a whole lot. I think the Lions were extra cautious with him, and I have no problem with that. I mean, you, you protect your first-round investment. And then they traded up too. I mean, they traded a lot to go get him. Right. And, and with my squad, even with the the Vikings, but Mm -hmm. you know, the, the suspension, sure. It's not ideal, but it was because he was a bit of an idiot and not, you know, doing anything malicious. Right. I mean, it, he, he didn't get suspended because he's a bad person. He didn't, he didn't cause Mm -hmm. any bodily harm to anyone. You know, there was none of that. It was just, he, he made a stupid bet where he, when he shouldn't have in, in a place he shouldn't have, and he got caught, and a lot of other people are getting caught too. It's like, okay, you, you should yeah, know and he, better. It's not like he was betting on football games either. Like he was betting on a different sport. There's right, question about right. whether he even should have been suspended, but the NFL is going to be the NFL. So they have their hard rules on you're, you're not gambling when you're on you know NFL property. Yeah, and, which makes sense. Know, I mean, I get it. We're, we're not going to spend a ton of time debating that. Yeah, but you're right. It's, like, it's not like he's harsh for that. But like, come on, he, he wasn't betting. What on Addison did was worse. Right, right. Addison goes 140 yards or miles per hour, you know, completely, you know, putting people at risk. You know, Kamara beats the crap out of somebody. He only gets three games. <laughs> I mean, it's like, guys, the, that's where the NFL really gets into trouble. But yeah, I, I think my point was his value has dropped because he hasn't played, but the talent's still there. Now he's Absolutely. 100% healthy. I mean, if you're going to, if, if you're going to buy low on a guy, if you still like him, Man, now now is the time between now and, and week seven before mm-hmm. he starts playing again. Now is the time. But I would I would suggest a little bit earlier, you know, if if yes. the guy that that has or the guy, you know, the guy or the girl ha- that has Williams on their roster has been this patient and and waits around till, you know, week four, week five. Well, now now they're just going to wait the, the last two weeks. And, yeah, you're and not going to get him. a discount. So they're, they're so going to see it coming a mile away. Oh, yeah, he comes back next week. All of a sudden, I'm going to get trade offers on the guy. Come on. Yeah, so if you're going to go for him, I think that the time is is between now and, and you know, week one. You know, get it, get him now. See what you can get. I, I also am going to go wide receiver, and I'm going to go with an NFL player currently, and that's rookie Zay Flowers at Baltimore. This gives me the opportunity to talk about camp buzz and hype. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of it going on. And some people are like, oh, I can't stand the hype. I'm like, what's wrong with you? It's football. It's real football. I mean, <laughs> let's just let's just enjoy it. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of nonsense that you can completely disregard. Anything mm-hmm. that talks about... watch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I say that? You can uh, edit what? That out. What? what was that? <laughs> uh, excuse you. Um, but you know, it's, it, you know, the player X is in the best shape of his life. I don't care. Like, I really don't care. Or player, player Y, who hasn't done anything his whole career in its multiple years, all of a sudden, oh, he's looking really good. Like, eh, I, I, I'm going to believe it when I see it. You know, like, um, Nikhil Harry gets signed by the Vikings this week. If he has a really good day in a camp and some buzz comes out about him, I am not going to care. Because like he had his chance and he's done nothing. But with with rookies who are continuously getting mentioned by the beat writers as, wow, this guy is looking really good, and he, and it continues to happen where it's just it's a common theme. I think there's something there, and these beat writers mm-hmm. are the guys that are around there all the time. They're going to be the ones that are seeing it. And I think you can't ignore that because I've seen plenty of examples historically where it proved 
to be really good information. I, I mean, just locally with the Vikings, I remember when Stefan Diggs was a fifth round draft pick and the, the camp buzz was basically there from day one and, and turned into a star. And I'm not saying Zay Flowers is going to be a star. I'm just saying everything points to this guy being successful. So I, I'm really pleased with, with Zay Flowers here at 302. Yeah, I mean, everything's saying, everybody's saying that he's been the best wide receiver on the field for the Ravens uh, throughout camp. And I mean, that doesn't really surprise me. Bateman can't stay healthy and Odell, who knows what he has left in the tank. And so, yeah, I think obviously number two behind Mark Andrews in terms of total targets, but for the wide receiver room, I could see him day one being the number one wide receiver on the team. And, you know, there's talk about them opening up the offense and throwing it more and there's a lot to like there. And and he goes way, way cheaper than, I mean, even in our own mock draft, like Addison went a full round ago and Zay flowers could be just as good or better this year. And so I think, I think that's a great pick. Yeah. And, and quickly to just to wrap this up, I, I put kind of my money where my mouth is on this pick. Cause at two Oh nine, you picked Quinshawn Judkins. I am in a, a live, you know, slow Debbie slash rookie draft right now. And my pick came up and I could, I could have picked Quinshawn Judkins. I actually pass on him. It took Zay Flowers. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I do that every time, but I took over an orphan and the way that the roster construction was and just my need to get talent on my NFL team now versus waiting a couple of years. I, I decided, you know what, I'm, ta- I'm taking Flowers, but you know, just so mm-hmm. I'm just letting people know I, I'm that high on them. So very excited about that. Let's move forward. <laughs> I'm, I'm, filibustering here on flowers but evan stewart your pick at 303 i know you love this guy tell me why you love him yeah so he i mean obviously he has the five-star pedigree and when you look at what he did his freshman season it i mean from a statistical analytical standpoint yards per route run yards per team pass attempt like every metric you look at he stacks up with some of the guys that we love in the NFL right now, what they did their freshman season. I mean, Garrett Wilson. If you compare Garrett Wilson's freshman season at Ohio State to what Evan Stewart did last year, very, very, very similar. Drake London, a lot of those guys. And so uh, it was a fantastic freshman season, the five-star pedigree, the number of targets that he was earning. Towards the end of the year when he really took over as the team's wide receiver one, it was double-digit targets every week as a true freshman. And so I think he's only going to continue to build on that. By the time he is ready for the NFL, he's going to have three years of incredible college production. And what you see on tape is a guy that, even though he's a little undersized, he has dog ball skills in him. Like he goes up and gets it, high points it, spectacular catches. He's a great route runner, good release off the line. He's, he's electric after the catch. So there's a lot to like there. Um, and the only thing that I really don't like is his is his weight, which he can put on weight between now and when he gets to the NFL. He's got good enough height. He just needs to bulk up a little bit, and he's got two years to do it. So I'm extremely high on this guy. Yeah, and I, I think that's all justified 100%, and I'm falling in love with him more and more all the time. My next pick at 304, Kenneth Walker the third, running back at Seattle definitely took a dip in value when they drafted Zach Charbonnet. But I think at this point it's worth investing in him. I, I don't think they're just going to toss him to the curb. It's just, he he's not going to get 75% of the touches, but I think in that offense, even if it's a, a, a total 50, 50 split, 
I think that's enough to make him a viable fantasy guy. And he showed what he can do last season. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine taking him here at three Oh four. Yeah. It's one of those picks that just feels gross because you just don't know what you're getting. A little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like he's still talented. He still was a second round pick. It's just, there's so many question marks about the situation now, but um, speaking of picks, I feel gross about, um, I took a guy that in most people's mock drafts might've gone like a whole round ago. Uh, I took Quentin Johnston um, for, for a lot of people, he would have gone above Zay flowers for some people. He would have gone above Addison um, definitely above Kincaid. Some of the guys that we've taken. So, you know, let's just acknowledge it. We're lower on Quentin Johnston than most people are. Um, but we, we've watched the tape. We are not just haters. We have, I think pretty valid concerns about, uh, his route running, his separation, his ball skills. Uh, there's a lot just in the nuance and the technique of his game that, that really needs to improve to match his raw athleticism and really unlock the potential that everyone's so excited about. And we'll see if he does it. Um, so there's major bust potential here and there's major upside. And at, at this point, when I'm looking at the other options on the board, <clears throat> I mean, there there are no sure things at this point. I mean, you just took Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker's not a sure thing. Evan Stewart, I mean, he was a freshman. I love him, but he was a freshman. He's not a sure thing. So, you know, let's go for the upside. Let's go for the first-round pick, uh, the guy that fell into a Justin Herbert offense. So, yeah, I think this – for me, this, is, this feels like the right spot for him. For a lot of people, they would have taken a lot higher, but – I felt good about it here. Yeah, you you outlined all the points. I'm not going to expand on that, but you know, the, it feels like he's a boom bust guy. Like, yeah, he could end mm. up being really good, and I'll I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong because I faded him everywhere. But yeah, that the bust the bust factor seems like it's it's legit with him, and that that concerns me. I'm going to go back to wide receiver, but uh, to the Debbie side, take a Mecca Ekbuka at Ohio State. He's prototypical size, you know, 6'1, 205. He's got five star pedigree. He might not have, you know, the awesome stats that you want to see, but you got to remember who he's playing with there. I mean, that that wide receiver you at Ohio State is incredible with with the talent that he's been surrounded by. But he's holding his own and, and he's he's getting enough done and showing enough in his two seasons. You know, first year wasn't much, but man, 74 catches, eleven fifty-one yards and ten. And touchdowns last season a couple more touchdowns rushing and the, the guy has got has got talent and i think you know he's going to get overshadowed by marvin harrison jr but it's going to be another one of those situations where ohio state's going to have at least one if not two more first round draft picks in the nfl next season yeah i think that's a good pick i mean for a lot of people he's debbie wide receiver too and you got him here in the middle of the third round so I think that's good value, and and he's projected right now. I mean, there's so much can change between now and next year's draft, but right now he's a projected first-round draft pick, so I like that. Um, I went with Christian Watson at the next pick, and uh, again, it felt like the appropriate time to take that shot because there are no sure things here. Um, I will say in Dynasty ADP, I think he's being way overdrafted because he's typically going ahead of a bunch of guys we've already taken. He's going ahead of Dotson. He's going ahead of Burks. He's going ahead of Pickens. He's going ahead of Quentin Johnston. He's going ahead of Addison. So um, 
these are all guys that in terms of like dynasty startup ADP, he's significantly up there. And, um, and I think it's based on really like a three, four game stretch where he just had absurd touchdown numbers. And I, I don't know that that's sustainable. I have questions about his quarterback situation. I have questions about him as a player, if he's more than just big and fast. Um, so, I, you know, I think there's some talent there and there's some God-given ability. And, and obviously we saw some really good production on the back end of the year for him. And so there's upside there, but I, I think he's being overrated right now a little bit in dynasty circles. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, I think you got him right where he belongs in my opinion. It, you know, he's, he's shown enough to where, okay, you know, he, he definitely isn't a bust, but his, his stats are, are definitely, you know, definitely improved by just these ridiculous touchdown numbers that, that, that the efficiency is not sustainable. And so that, that is the concern and everything else you mentioned and the Packers keep throwing draft capital at wide receivers. So they're, they're trying to, you know, redo that entire position. So who knows if someone else steps up and looks really good, that could eat into his targets. Yeah. We're, we're just not sure there. We will discuss the rest of round three in just a minute, but first I want to make sure you know that the rookie big board is now partnered with underdog fantasy football. This is the best app for fantasy contests. You can join drafts for just $3 and gain a real understanding of seasonal ADP trends. It's like mock drafting, but with something on the line. The entire RBB crew is drafting an underdog daily. You can join us by using the promo code RBB. It will get a 100% match on your first deposit and help us grow. Okay, 308. I'm going to go back to tight end and back to my point earlier about Camp Buzz, and that's Sam Laporta in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And hearing nothing but but big things there. And I think he has a real opportunity to be just an an awesome fantasy tight end. I mean, in and by that I mean he could be a tight end one, maybe not this season, because tight ends, you know, they take a while to develop from a, a fantasy perspective. But I like just everything that we're hearing about this guy. He gained a lot of momentum, you know, after the season ended going into the draft where a lot of people were starting to refer to him as, you know, he's my sleeper guy. I really like Laporta. And then apparently the NFL agreed with us because he was the second tight end off the board. It's like, Oh, well so much for sleeper and people adjusted quickly and and they're realizing this, this guy's got ability and not just in the, the NFL qualities that, that they look for from a tight end, you know, the blocking and, and stuff like that. But as a, as a, pass receiver and route runner and his ability after the catch. And I think those are all reasons why Laporta is worth the the pick here at 308. Yeah, I like it. I think, you know, like you mentioned, he's got a great receiving profile as a tight end prospect. He's obviously got the draft capital and is clearly a part of the team's plans. All the reports are that he's already kind of earning every down roll with the Lions um, my only real concern with him is, uh, I mean, you want a guy that's going to be top two on his team in targets to be a really high end fantasy tight end. And he could be, I mean, we, we talked about all the question marks surrounding Jamison Williams. Um, but there's a lot of mouths to feed between Gibbs being a high volume receiving running back and Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a top 10 receiver 
and and then you throw Jamison Williams in the mix and Laporta. It's you know the the target volume is probably my biggest question on him, but especially for these first six games, like he could establish himself early, and um, yeah, I, I like the guy. I think the only thing really in my mind that differentiates him and Kincaid is that Kincaid has a very clear path to being number two on his team in targets. And Laporta, it's a little bit murkier in my opinion. Yep. Yep. That's totally, totally fair. All right. 309. Who do you have here? I took Devin A-Chain. And um, I don't know. Is this a spicy pick? It feels a little bit spicy. Um, I, I think it is. I mean, I just took him, I guess, as the RB2 in the 2023 class because we haven't taken a single 2023 running back since uh, Bijan, if I'm not mistaken. And Correct. yeah, I mean, a third round pick is not like the best draft capital in the world, but it is day two. And he is undersized, but I love the player. And obviously, he withstood an SEC beating which isn't that much different than an NFL beating, right? Um, He was an every down bell cow in the SEC and he stood up to it and he played great between the tackles. He's a tough runner. He's got a great receiving profile. He's absolutely electric with the ball in his hands. He just went to a really creative offense and a guy that, uh, you know, he's already using two undersized guys in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell just get them the ball in space, find ways to get the ball in their hands. And I mean, you could see the visible fist pumping excitement uh, from that room from McDaniel, especially when they drafted Devin a chain, he was like, man, I can't wait to get this guy into my offense. And so, um, and if you look at who's, who he's competing with, I mean, Jeff Wilson, Jr. Raheem Moster, like those are not inspiring names. I think he's got a much clearer path to immediate opportunity than a guy like Charbonnet does. Um, or Kendra Miller. So I don't know. I, I think from a fantasy perspective, especially if he's really involved as a pass catcher, I think he could produce early and get a lot of buzz and, and fly up rankings based on um, where he's being drafted right now. If, if he can be the number three option from a target standpoint, and honestly, after, after Hill and Waddle, it's wide open. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there is really nobody else that I think is going to be the obvious number three. That's, in my opinion, the key to his fantasy success. He needs the targets. I just don't trust the size to, to get him the touches, you know, from a, from out of the, out of the backfield as, as a runner. I think he'll get some, but in my opinion, the, the thing that's always made me shy away is, is the size and the concern that he's just not going to get the the volume that you want unless they really do throw him the ball quite a bit. So where he's running the ball, you know, half a dozen times, but they're, they're giving him you know, six, six to 10 targets a game. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all right, well now he's catching, you know, a minimum of four you know, as, as a running back. Well, now that the stats are going to, are he's going to have that, that floor, that you'll love and like, yeah, he's not your, your RB one or RB two, but he's going to be, he's going to be great sitting in a flex. And, and that's, so that's where I've been struggling with him. And well, and that I think is the key to 10 targets a game. Like you're saying he's oh, going to be an RB two. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he didn't right. finish. I mean, like, yeah. And, and I could see like, he's not going to be a 20 carry a game type guy, but I could see him taking 12 carries a game 
you know, like I think he could hold up to that. That wouldn't shock me. So yeah, it, it, yeah, it all depends on the volume because that's that's the key with with running backs, and and obviously receptions mean more than carries, and and I have no doubt he's going to be an asset to that team. Like he's going to be a good NFL player, in my opinion. I think he's just too talented not to be. It's just from a fantasy perspective, mm-hmm. how much volume does he get for for us to be able to trust and and put him in our lineups? I'm going with another Debbie wide receiver who we'll probably talk about <laughs> quite a few times between now and next year's draft. And that's wide receiver Malik neighbors at LSU had a absolute bust out season in 2022 in his second year, 72 catches over a thousand yards, averaged 14 per and had three, just three touchdowns, but that offense did not produce a lot of passing touchdowns, but he was one of those guys where he was running good routes. He was getting open. He was sure handed. And the type of receiver that I feel like the NFL just is falling in love with. I mean, you know, six feet, six, one, almost 190 pounds. So he's plenty big for the, for the type of player he is. And I, I think he's going to be talked about in the first round next season. And and people are going to start loving Malik neighbors. He's still, He's still undervalued, in my opinion. I, I felt really solid grabbing him here at, at 310. So I, I love neighbors. Yeah, I think once you get past Harrison, Abuka, and Stewart, in my opinion, it's just wide open. There's like 10 different guys that you could take as your Debbie wide receiver four, and I wouldn't fault you for any of them. So if that's your guy, go for it, man. Um, at 311, I went with Zach Charbonnet. So I just kind of hinted at him when I was talking about A-Chain. I think they're close in terms of – I mean, I think A-Chain has the more immediate path to returning value year one. But Charbonnet obviously has the better draft capital, the better size, a lot of things going for him, but he landed in a rough situation. And actually, when you look at him and Kenneth Walker, this this may be a hot take, but like, who's the better pass catcher? I think it's Charbonnet. Who's bigger and more likely to get the goal line work? I think it's Zach Charbonnet. And so, you know, is Kenneth Walker the guy that gets the between the 20s touches? And Charbonnet's the guy that gets all the really high value touches and ends up being a better fantasy asset? I could see that. And, you know, of course, they're both already banged up. Running backs get banged up all the time. If one of those guys goes down, the other one is immediately like a lock it in RB one. So yeah, um, yeah, I think Charbonnet has fallen far enough at this point, and I'm gonna go ahead and take the guy who just got second round draft capital and um, has everything that you're looking for in a three down NFL running back. For for sure, the only reason he's not not higher is because Walker's there, and people are a little mm-hmm. perplexed as to what Seattle's doing. But they're just surrounding Geno Smith Smith with as much talent as possible. So, <laughs> kudos to them. And like you said, you know, Arby's get hurt, and clearly they don't want to miss a beat if if something happens to Walker or or vice versa. Right? They've got two guys that they feel they can depend on now, which is probably a pretty smart strategy <laughs> with the, the way mm-hmm. guys get hurt in the NFL at, at running back for sure. The last pick in the third round is mine. I'm going to stick with running back and go with Wisconsin's Braylon Allen. He is eligible in 2023. I don't see any reason why he's not going to come out. Of course, 
massive guy sitting at six, two over 235 pounds. He's, he's mm-hmm. got the, the footwork that makes you, you know, question, is he really that big? Because he's got some pretty good footwork, some decent speed once he gets going. And I, and I think, you know, he's not going to be that guy that that's going to bust off, you know, the big runs. He's not, he's not a chain, right. But he's, he's, he's mm-hmm. quick enough if the holes there where he can, he can exploit it and get through it. And again, with that size combination, he is going to be able to, to move the pile or he's going to, you know, break arm tackles. Wisconsin's offense historically, you know, especially his first two seasons does not throw the ball much to running backs that could change now, you know, they're, they're redoing the offense. They got a new system, new coordinator, new coach. So it'll be really interesting to see, does he get more than the 13 receptions that he had last season? If he does, Mm -hmm. then he could really turn some heads. I think that could be an interesting development in the 2023 college season. Really intrigued to see how Wisconsin's offense looks this season. I know it it might take a couple of years for them to really, you know, find their way, but, but man, they are completely retooling and, and revamping. So, it will not be the the Badger offense that we've seen historically. So, long story short, Braylon Allen here to to wrap up our our third round mock draft. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind it. I think after the four guys that we mentioned, which is a clear tier, I think for Debbie running backs, there there's a lot of directions that you could go, and Braylon Allen is probably as good of a bet as any. Um, to to really rise and, and be a good Devi asset because NFL is going to love that size and you know that when you get to pre-draft season and they're picking these guys apart, you're not going to have any size concerns with that dude. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Derrick Henry is kind of the low-hanging fruit to compare him to with that size profile. And I think, obviously, guys being 6'2", almost 250, that's not like the prototype, you know, those are, that's a rare breed for guys to be that big and also be quick enough and fast enough to play the position at the NFL level. So that's kind of the big question I think for him is like, is he, is he mobile enough um, once he gets to the next level? And and as you mentioned, can he catch passes? So um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate this pick at all. All right. Well, that, that wraps it up for, for this show. Next week, we're going to come back with round four. And then the week after that is the final podcast before we actually get to watch college football games. So start start our college football preview and then kind of get into the regular cadence as the season starts. So excited for that. We're finally getting past the the off season. I think all of us are, are ready for football. Of course, the NFL preseason kicked off with the hall of fame game, but now we get weekly football starting tomorrow. We record on Wednesdays typically and pod uh, publish on Friday mornings, just so everyone is aware. So the, the first official week of preseason hasn't started yet, but it's coming folks. We are getting ready. I can tell that the activity in my leagues is kicking up. People are are putting out trades and getting excited. So we are pumped for that as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you have not already do us a favor and leave a five-star review on whichever podcast app that you are using, make sure you're subscribed. So you never miss out on any of the RBB action. 
For Matt, I am Skip. We will talk to you next week. Have an awesome weekend. Take care, everyone. Later.